Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Get the Tea on Life with Tea. I'm your host, Tanil, T for short. This is my very first episode, and in honor of Women's Month this March, I'm discussing women. This episode is the woman's issue. I want to start by giving props to all the women everywhere making it happen, doing their part. We have the businesswomen, CEOs, entrepreneurs, health careers, artists, creators, mommies, wives, sisters, daughters, girlfriends, all around real boss chicks. Ladies, we are doing our thing. We have our first female vice president in the U.S., Kamala Harris. Go, girl. I am proud of us and truly inspired. But, and there's a big but, ladies, we have so much more work to do. We have come so far, but we aren't done yet. I want to encourage you to do better, be better, and get better. I'm urging some of these women out here that just happen to be mothers, change and turn into mommies. That means fierce protecting for their children and household. Our children are our future. And so we need to mold them, protect and care for them properly so we can be a better world. It is true that we can have great responsibility and plenty of women are handling hardships all on their own with no help. Sometimes the cards that are dealt to us just don't seem fair. I empathize. However, my heart breaks every time I see children harmed, killed, broken, unprotected by the very people who are responsible for protecting them. There's no excuse. Women, please use extreme precaution and common sense when letting others babysit, live with, play with your children. So often now you see death of beautiful babies not given the chance to grow because of a woman's decision to let her guard down. It's all over the news. It's all over media. And I just want to change the narrative. I just want to encourage women that are given the gift of being able to care for and nurture someone else's life. Just protect it right. Whether she's lonely, she's hunger for love, whether she receives help so she can work and make ends meet, or she simply isn't checking out her friends and family that are around her children. These actions are of gross negligence and it needs to stop now. There can be no excuses made. If you are living like this and you still have healthy, happy children, you are blessed and I should be inclined to tell you to just do better for here on out. It's like I just mentioned, these children are our future. And as many times as we see them hurt, abandoned, abused, let down, as many times as this happens, this is as many times as our future is left to get bleak.
So please step up, nurture, love, and protect our future, your children. Women, their future is so bright because of us. And I know there are moms out there that are doing an amazing job. So this is not for you, this message today. This is for the women that may need a little bit more encouragement to get out of the situation that they're in currently and do a better job than what they're doing. And they know who they are. And I hope that they are my listeners and they're going to step up their game. I believe in them. That's a wrap for our talk today on women's issues. But what I want to do is let you know every week we're going to do a segment called the health tip. Now, for over 18 years, I've been working in the health industry. So I have loads of healthcare tips and experience that I would love to share with the public. I would love to share with my listeners. So I'm going to start this segment on the health tip discussing in this episode yeast infections and vaginitis because I am talking about women's issues. So this is a big one and it's very common. And it's an issue that a lot of women have trouble or they're uncomfortable speaking with their partners about. It's like a taboo. You don't want to talk about vaginitis or having a yeast infection with your partner, your husband. Some are even scared to talk to their doctors. Let me tell you, there's nothing to be embarrassed about and there's nothing to be scared of. I just want to start off by saying vaginitis and a yeast infection are two different things and they'll be treated differently. So when you do feel like something is off, I do encourage you to go ahead and go to the doctor and get medication for it. Don't try to guess, well, this is a yeast and this is a vaginitis infection. No, you don't know. You want to go ahead and treat what is actually going on so it doesn't make it worse or give you another infection because you could have started with yeast and then ended up now with vaginitis. So it's very quick and simple to diagnose. You'll take yourself to the GYN, make your appointment. They'll give you a culture swab. And ladies, a culture swab is not as painful as your first time was. So no need to be afraid. So you'll get swabbed and um, it usually doesn't take that long for them to get back to you and let you know what it is. Sometimes in the office, they can just look at it and tell the professionals, like, listen, this is a yeast. You know, they know the different color of discharge. So they are different colors, different smells. And um, so they'll know pretty much before you leave the visit, but they do send that culture in to get tested. When you're dealing with a yeast infection, you're looking at an overgrowth of your normal flora. So you're going to have an overgrowth of yeast, which is usually in your body. But now what's happening is it's growing uncontrollably and it needs to be taken care of. A number of reasons is why this happens. The first one for women would be just the fact that they have taken antibiotics and it just threw them off. So now your normal flora 
is off. And it's just an overgrowth of yeast now because you took in an antibiotics and you now have a yeast infection. Now you need to go treat it after you just were on medication. Now you need to get more medication. I know it's upsetting, but it's just something we have to deal with, unfortunately. When you're on these medications, it would help if you drink a lot of water. So your water intake should be up. Also, I encourage you not to drink alcohol. I encourage you not to intake a lot of sweets uh, when you have yeast issues or if you know you're taking antibiotics. That does not help. Um, I would cut out personally any dairy. I definitely would cut that down if you're doing like a lot of milk products. You want to go ahead and cut that down. A lot of cheeses, a lot of breads. Like just cut it out for a while. Until you're able, anything that could break down into sugars, you want to get rid of for that time you're taking antibiotics. So just try to eat really clean while you're on antibiotics to avoid a yeast infection. Lots of water. Next, pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. That's almost always a reason why women have issues with yeast infections. For some reason, our body has that overgrowth of yeast during pregnancy. So you want to just make sure you're very moist down there when you're pregnant. You're changing your underwear frequently. You're not wearing any um, light days or anything that has fragrance in it that's going to cause you to be itchy or to oversweat or to just give you some sort of um, irritation. So you wanna make sure you keep things nice and dry and clear down there. Dark, wet places will grow some yeast. So you wanna make sure you're all dry. Women that are pregnant are always having some sort of discharge. So that's the key to that. Next with yeast, if you are a woman that has, you know, HIV or immune system that is compromised, now your normal flora is going to be compromised, so you'll have more yeast infections. Um, so you want to go ahead and whatever medications that you're taking, if it's not working for you, you want to let the doctor know um, because your immune system is already not intact, you may have issues. Um, and that's just a normal thing when it comes to having HIV or if it comes to your immune system being compromised for whatever treatment that you're on, whether it's chemo. So you just want to make sure you're doing all the things that I mentioned, keeping yourself dry down there, cool, not eating sugary products. That's just going to break down to a lot of sugar and that's going to add to the overgrowth of yeast. And um, make sure you go get checked at the first site because it can definitely help. The symptoms for a yeast infection is itchiness. It's like a thick white discharge. Um, 
it's pretty thick. Sometimes it doesn't even come down. So you won't even know you have a yeast. You'll just be itching like crazy. And you're like, what is my problem? Especially if you never experienced that before, whether you're a pregnant woman or somebody who just got a new antibiotic and you don't know what the heck is going on. So you just want to go ahead and make that appointment for your GYN and uh, let them give you that swab. Let them look at you. And that clears that up. It's very simple and easy to take care of. They do reoccur if you do have um, HIV, if you are having an issue with your, your diet, if you are just prone to yeast. But lucky thing, it's not hazardous to our health. But we just want to take care of because it can be an embarrassing topic for some women. And you should never be embarrassed. You should actually start informing men so they know what we go through and they can understand. Please start opening up to your partners and making this more of a common conversation. Next, we have vaginitis. That is just one of the most irritating, most, to me, obnoxious infections ever. Again, you want to discuss this with your partners. And honestly, ladies, I'm keeping it real. Before you even discuss it, they'll know. The smell that comes from vaginitis definitely sets out um, a difference from being a yeast infection. To me, in my experience, because I've had both, uh, definitely vaginitis to me is like far worse just because it comes with the smell. It comes with the itching. It comes with the uncomfortableness when you have um, sexual intercourse. And it's just quite unpleasant, you know, not that yeast is pleasant. It's just vaginitis to me is on a whole nother scale, more difficult and annoying to treat. And it's definitely very present. So the conversation will come up before you even mention it um, with your partner because they'll, they'll pretty much smell it. And the crazy thing is a lot of women are very afraid little afraid to um, discuss what they have going down there with their partner. And I laugh because it's like, you shouldn't be afraid to discuss it because chances are, while yeast infections and vaginitis are not necessarily sexually transmitted, most of the causes for vaginitis is because your partner, A, may have multiple partners they're sleeping around, and then they're bringing that bacteria back to you, throwing your normal flora off. Okay? So now you're sitting there embarrassed to discuss what the smell is, but if you realize you haven't had that smell ever in your life before you started sleeping with your partner, then ding, 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 you have a culprit, and you need to start that conversation. Where have you been? What are you doing? And how is your hygiene? Okay? Because a lot of the times it starts with men. Next, women, pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. When you are pregnant, there's going to be a lot of infections that you can get. So you have to be extra careful. So when you're pregnant, you can come across vaginitis and you may have never had it before. But... Vaginitis is an infection. Your vulva is going to be red, inflamed. 
So that's where that discomfort during, during sex is going to happen. And it's definitely, I feel, one of the um, infections that make you a bit nauseous, that make you very uncomfortable, especially if you had never had it before. You definitely will notice something is very much off. And it's going to be your pH first that hits because the odor is um, is quite unpleasant. So you want to make sure, again, pick up that phone. You make that call to the GYN. And you see your doctor. They're going to, again, swab you. Ladies, it's not painful at all. Swab you. And before you leave that doctor's visit, most likely they'll be able to tell you oh yeah, I noticed that you do have vaginitis because they'll see the redness, your vaginal area. They see the different discharge. It's not like a yeasty discharge. It's more of like a grayish discharge and it smells. So again, these two things, you don't have to be sexually active to get them because they're not an STD, but they definitely um, come across when you're sexually active. So you want to make sure as a woman, as a young lady, if there's something off about you down there, you take care because our body is the most important thing that we have and our vaginal areas is the temple. So you want to protect that. You want to keep that nice and clean. You want to make sure it's healthy and you don't want to be embarrassed to have a conversation with a partner. Now, if you are and you guys can't communicate, then I suggest you change your partner because that person is immature and you should not be sharing your body with them. It has to be an open conversation about hygiene, about, you know, their sexual habits, about who they've been with, because these are all important things. And you, you have to take care of yourself. So that means more intake of water so you're flushing your system out. That means reading labels when you're taking medication prescribed by doctors to know what are the side effects so you can watch out. That means making sure that you're wearing cotton panties instead of polyester, instead of, and if you're going to wear polyester, then you're going to have to put something cotton right in between those vagina lips, and the polyester because all of that friction is just going to make you sweat. And then that's going to create moisture. And that's when these things breed. Also, you want to just make sure that you're never afraid to talk to your doctor. You're never embarrassed because if you're not telling your doctor everything that's going on with you down there, no one is going to know. And infections can turn into other things if left untreated. Right now, yeast and vaginitis is just something a woman deals with on a regular basis. So you're not abnormal. You're not gross. You're not disgusting. But letting it go, letting it become a problem, not checking yourself out, not checking your partners, not checking your diet, You know, these are all things that are not good and can cause problems for you. So it doesn't make any sense, ladies. Just take care of yourself. So that's it for the health segment. I want to just move on 
to my music. So I love, 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 love music. And every podcast, we're going to be talking about something dealing with music, uh, whether it's a new artist, an artist that's been out for years and they just happen to have done something amazing. Or if I just want to bring them up, I'm going to bring them up. A new song that I'm really feeling, I would you know, suggest you guys go check it out. You know, just my opinions. And so this music segment, I just want to discuss my girl Meg Thee Stallion. The Grammys just passed, and I just want to say she did her thing. I just want to big her up. She is really, first of all, let me stop myself. I love female rappers. I love it. I love it. I'm here for all of them, each and every single one of them. There's not one I don't like and one I can't get behind. But I will tell you this. She brings performing to like a Beyonce level of rap. She always, she's never off step. She just has so much energy on a stage and she's a true artist. I love her sets. I love the production that she puts into her shows. Just everything is top quality and she definitely is a star. I've been watching her for a few years now and I've seen her from where she's come from to where she is now. And I just want to say, bravo, girl, keep doing your thing. And when I listen to your album, the last one that you just put out, oh my God, that whole album just gives me nostalgia. Like I'm just thinking about my days when I was in my twenties. I'm already tell my age at y'all, but I'm just thinking like she just brings me back to that time where it was all fun, Miami partying, New York partying. Like she just, I really, really love listening to her. I love her stories. I love what she has to say. I love her dancing. I love her clothes. She's always looking fly, hair done, makeup done, everything looking good. So go ahead, Megan. Bravo. Bravo, sister. Keep doing your thing. Last but not least, we're going to talk about food. I want to spend a few moments every podcast discussing some sort of food dish. Um, I know a lot of people out there, including my husband, they're like basic eaters. And there's nothing wrong with being a basic eater. It's like that hamburger, hot dog. Um, They can eat a steak from Applebee's. I'm sorry. I just can't. But um, not knocking you. It's just personally, I just can't. But just not a fussy eater. And I'm sure they save a lot of money too. So it's not a bad thing. But I love to eat on a different level. Like I try everyone's food, everyone's culture. No one's off limits. Like I love food and I love different ways that it's prepared. And I'm also a great cook and I come from a long line of great cooks. Fun fact, when I was younger, I always wanted to own a restaurant. And as I'm older, I just have not built up the courage to take that financial leap. Restaurants are a big deal. And kudos to anyone that has one running, even if it's not doing well, just has one running. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time, investment, and um more power to you because that's something I really wanted to do. But 
what I can do is talk about this food and go eat. So um, the first episode, I want to discuss my favorite meat because I know a lot of people do chicken, 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 chicken. I'm not a chicken girl. I love duck. So I'm going to discuss duck. A lot of people in the world all over, not the U.S., but all over, they will eat duck. Duck is a thing. But I find that a lot of Americans don't really, they shy away from duck. That's like French, Thai do duck, uh, Japanese. Well, this black girl does duck and I do it very well. I make it, I go to restaurants and order it all the time. So today what I'm doing is I prepared a honey cilantro soy duck and it is so good. I just started doing this because I used to prepare it with just a honey and mint glaze but um, and some orange marmalade. But now I found honey and cilantro and soy and I started baking my duck 375, few hours. I seasoned overnight, and it's just such an amazing meat. It's definitely an upgrade from chicken, I feel personally. I just, I'm chickened out. I can't do chicken anymore. And so I'll cook a whole duck before I make a oven stuffer. I just will. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. So if you're ever in the supermarket, just remember your girl T said to try some duck, do something different. I mean, it definitely has a different taste in chicken. To me, it's more flavorful, but it's also more fatty. And that fat gives it a lot of flavor. And um, I definitely think you'll like it if you try and cook it right. And if you're not a cooker, please try a French restaurant and, and order some duck, like an orange glazed duck or, oh, they do, oh, please, they do it all types of ways. Thai. People, they do a lot of, um, they'll do cilantro, duck, they'll roast it. They do roast duck. I mean, it's just amazing. I definitely want to get that out there for people to start opening up their palates more. Duck is definitely something that you should try. It's my favorite meat. Thank me later. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. I really enjoyed this first episode and I hope you do too. Thank you for tuning in to Get the Tea on Life with Tea. I hope you come back every week. I'll be here. I'll be putting out episodes every single week. And it'll be the same sort of setup. And I'm sure I'll get better with time. This is my first episode. I'm so excited for you guys to take this journey with me. Thank you, Tea Sippers.